All right. <clears throat> Good morning. Good to be with you guys again. Uh, really excited about 404. Uh, we start today, this afternoon at 404. Uh, a bunch of churches jumping on, uh, praying together all over the state of Georgia, really other places as well. There are other, other states and other uh, church networks that have jumped in uh, and engaged in this as well. You know, the enemy chuckles when we plan, and he laughs when we dream, but he trembles when we pray. And so I just want to encourage you uh, to join us, jump on uh, at 404 today, and uh, let's pray together as we continue to press in and, and just believe God for big things, uh, asking for his heart uh, for the state of Georgia, asking for his heart for Riverstone. Uh, we believe that God has revival in his heart. So this has been an interesting time. We've been uh, kind of uh, moving through this COVID thing. And uh, I, th I think reports about uh, some kind of uh, strange and aggressive virus started to surface in December. Uh, it was declared a public health uh, emergency of international concern in, in late January, actually January the 30th of 2020. Uh, they actually named it COVID-19 in February, uh, early part of February, about February 11th, I believe. Uh, on March the 9th, we took uh, the pastors from our network and their spouses on a retreat. We went down to Florida just to spend some time with them, with those pastors, and to love on them, encourage them, spend time with them. And things started, as we were on retreat, things started to, to really escalate here uh, in the States and by the time we left to come back home, um, my wife and I were driving home from Florida on, on March the 12th. We started to hear some things on the radio, and, and uh, we actually stopped in Auburn, Alabama, uh, on our way home to get groceries. Uh, because I, I don't, I'm not an expert by any means of emergencies or, or crises, um, but I do know one thing. Uh, the worst place in the world to shop for groceries during a crisis is Atlanta. And so we, we stopped in Auburn and, and stocked up, got some groceries. Um, by that night, uh, March the 12th, uh, the network pastors were all back home and we had our first Zoom call. I had no idea at that point uh, how much of my life going forward uh, would be spent on Zoom, but we had our first uh, network Zoom call that night, and we discussed our next steps going forward. What are we going to do? What's this going to look like? By Saturday, March the 14th, we had all decided to hold our services online. Uh, at the same time, I've had discussions with other pastors in West Cobb, and we, we came all to the, pretty much to the same decision, that we needed uh, to go online and do services in that manner uh, until... It felt safe until uh, government officials uh, encouraged us to do so. So March the 15th, we had our first Facebook Live service. And, and uh, it was a little different that day. It was Austin and me in my basement. Now, that was it. And uh, we, we didn't have worship that day. Uh, we had Austin was, was there actually because I, I really don't even know how to turn on a computer. And uh, so he was there to make sure that that worked. And uh, so we did that on the 15th, Facebook Live, and then March the 22nd, and March the 29th, 
and April the 5th and April the 12th and April the 19th and April the 26th and then today, May the 3rd. Our eighth, this is our eighth service uh, together uh, on Facebook Live. Eight weeks, after eight weeks of, of this, uh, what do we know? Uh, we still don't know a whole lot about corona. Uh, if you watch the news, uh, you, may know, you may know more than I do. Uh, some, some of us uh, have taken it upon ourselves to, to research and, and read uh, reports and th things of that nature. Uh, but that, that's not really my, my primary concern today. My concern is after eight weeks of living this way, uh, what are some things that we know about God? Uh, here are some things that we know. And, and there are things that we knew, uh, but there are things that perhaps we have either rediscovered or have become a stronger emphasis or we've just been reminded uh, of these things. Number one, God is good. God is good. Uh, even when bad things happen, uh, God is good. Uh, Mark chapter 10 verse 18 says actually that no one is good but one, and that is God. Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. So we know, we know that God is good. Secondly, we know that God is faithful. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1 Verses 8 and 9 read like this. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Uh, our God is faithful. We know that. We know that God is, is love. First uh, John chapter 4, verse 10 says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We know that God is love. We know that his promises are true. Psalm 145.13 says, The Lord is faithful to all of his promises and loving toward all that he has made. God's promises are true. We know also that he will not leave us, that he will not abandon us. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God has promised to lead us. He has promised to go before us. He's promised to be with us. So we know that God is faithful and we know that God is loving. We know that God is good. We know uh, that his promises are true. We know that he is present, that he is with us, that he will not leave us. Matthew 28, 20 says, Jesus himself says, I am with you always. So that's what we know. Uh, what, what have we learned? What have we learned from this time? Well, we've learned about Zoom. Yeah. We know about Zoom now. Many of us 
knew a little bit about Zoom before. We know a lot about Zoom now. We, we know about Facebook Live. We didn't know about that. I didn't know about Facebook Live. Now we know about Facebook Live. We know about virtual this and virtual that. I actually had someone ask me yesterday, would you guys, you and Melissa, be up for virtual coffee sometime? And I, I don't want virtual coffee. Now, if, if by that they mean you get a cup of coffee, I'll get a cup of coffee, and we have a virtual conversation uh, on, on Zoom or on uh, FaceTime, then I'm okay with that. But l- let's not turn this thing into virtual coffee. Let's, let's make sure our coffee is real. Uh, we've learned about social distancing. Uh, we learned that six feet, apparently six feet, is a magic distance. Uh, we've learned that toilet paper goes first. That's the first thing to disappear from the grocery store, but apparently the last thing to reappear are Clorox wipes. Those are things that we've learned. Uh, But there's some more important things. There's some more important things that we've learned. Uh, Many of us have learned, for instance, that that we can do difficult things. We can. We can do difficult things. We've had a lot of really uh, amazing and anointed speakers come to Riverstone through the years. Uh, Graham Cook, of course, was was one of our our favorites. We loved it when Graham Cook came here. Uh, Francis Frangipane, who I mentioned last week, actually came and spoke at Riverstone about 15 years ago, and he he was great. Danny Silk has been here a couple of times. We we love Danny and love his stuff. But but I want to say that uh, of all the speakers that have come, I think the message uh, that I took the most from and the message actually that has continued to, to spring up in my life, and especially uh, I have thought about and pondered during the last eight weeks, uh, was Havila Cunnington. Uh, when Havila came, uh, she did a, a short conference here at Riverstone, and the title of the conference was, I Can Do Hard Things. I Can Do Hard Things. Uh, because God is with me, because God is with you, we can We can do difficult things. God is with us, and he leads us. He does. He leads us all all the time. If we seek him, we follow him, we choose to be his, he leads us. Sometimes, sometimes he leads us by still waters and allows us to lie down in green pastures. Uh, Sometimes he leads us through the valley of the shadow of death and prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. But he always leads us. If we look to him, if we lean on him, he leads us. Here's the thing that you and I need to understand uh, about difficulty. No amount of faithfulness on our part will exempt us from difficulty. Sometimes it it seems to me that we doubt the things that God has promised and then we complain about things that he hasn't promised. For instance, he he promised that he wouldn't leave us, promised that. And yet when trouble comes and we feel alone, we feel abandoned, uh, we wonder, where where is God? Where, Where did God go? Where are you, Lord? Are you listening? Do you hear me? Uh, He has promised 
that he listens. He has promised that he hears you. He has promised that he won't leave you. And so even if you feel alone right now, you can know that you're not alone because God has promised that he won't leave us. He didn't promise us a trouble-free life. He didn't. And yet, when trouble comes, we complain and we act like we got a raw deal. Uh, You didn't get a raw deal. Jesus actually promised that there would be trouble. He said, in this life, you'll have trouble. So trouble will come. Some have actually said that you're either in it, coming out of it, or headed into it. I don't know if that's the case. Could be. Uh, But trouble will come. At some point in your life, you've already gone through uh, a ditch or a dip, or you're going to go through one. Uh, But there will be trouble in your life to varying degrees. Not everybody goes through the same things, but we all go through things that shape us and strengthen us when we keep our eyes and keep our focus on the Lord. Peter had troubles. Uh, Peter died a violent death at the hands of, of his enemies because of, not in spite of, but because of his faith in Christ. Paul, same way. Stephen, the same. All of the disciples, all of the 11 after Judas, all of them died a violent death except for John. And John was exiled, uh, sent to an island. All of them had difficulty, hardship in their lives because they were faithful. And in all of that, God says, I'm with you. He says, you can do this. You can make it through this time because I am with you. I'm not going to leave you. Don't check out on me. And I promise I won't check out on you. So we've learned also uh, that we're made for community. We're made for community. We're, We're made, you and I, by a relational God. And we read through the scriptures especially in Genesis, in the creation story, you see uh, evidence of the Trinity uh, where God says, let us make man in our image. There's this incredible relationship. It's hard to understand and hard to explain, but there's this relationship that exists in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, And so we're created by a relational God, and we're created for relationship with God, and we're created for relationship with each other. In fact, the Trinity, the, the unity that exists in the Trinity is the unity that, that God wants for us. It's the unity that Jesus actually prayed for us. He said, Father, I want them to be one as you and I are one. Now, being quarantined has reminded us of how much we need each other. Being quarantined has reminded us of how much we want each other. Uh, We were made for intimacy. We're not made for isolation. Uh, We're made for relationship. We're made for deep relationship. Now, some of us have discovered that 
we're created not just for weddings, we're created for marriage. We're created for marriage. Uh, a wedding is, is an event where you exchange vows and make promises about the future. But a marriage is the place where you live right now. And we're called into marriage with God. We're called into relationship with him, a relationship of deep intimacy, not just promises about the future, but a deep place of intimacy right now here in the present. And for some of us, the thing that we've learned or remembered during this time is that we were made for that. We were made for that because sometimes we get busy and we get distracted and we, we give ourselves to other things. And, and during this time, hopefully for you and, and for me, we've, we've scaled back and we've, we've refocused and we've seen, you know, the thing that I'm really made for. More than anything else, the thing that I'm really truly made for is that place of deep intimacy with God. Going through difficulty has shown us that that phrase, better together, is more than just a catchphrase. It's actually true. It's actually true. Uh, the truth is the church, united, is unstoppable. The church united is unstoppable. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about 404. Uh, praying for four at 404 is bringing churches together. It's uniting the church here in West Cobb and, and beyond uh, all over the city of Atlanta and, in fact, the, uh, the state of Georgia. Matthew 16, verse 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The united church given to the Lord focused on Jesus surrendered to his heart and his will is unstoppable as we emerge from this time as we move through and, and we move through the phases as they say and we get to a place where we can come outside again and be with each other and gather uh, for worship my prayer for us, my prayer for the people of Riverstone is, is that we'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. That we won't just go back to where we were. Many of us long for certain things that were. But my prayer is that rather than longing for what was, we will look forward to what can be. And that we'll never be the same again. We'll find ourselves in a deeper place with God. We'll find ourselves moving to a deeper place with each other because we will no longer take for granted the opportunity of being together, the opportunity of praying for each other. And so my prayer is that personally, you'll never be the same. My prayer is that as a family, you'll never be the same again that you will never neglect, never take for granted what you have in your home, 
You've had a chance to spend time together. You've had more meals together probably in the last eight weeks than you did in the last eight months. And my prayer is that those patterns would remain and that you would not neglect and that you would not take for granted what you have in your home as a family. My prayer for us as a church is that we'll never be the same. We'll never take for granted uh, the opportunity that we have to gather, to come together as a body of believers and worship God with our whole heart. And I pray that as a community, we'll never be the same. I pray that four at 404 will not just be something we do for 28 days. I pray that 404 will unite the church of Atlanta Metro and, and beyond throughout the state of Georgia like never before. And that we would be able to look back and say that the cause of corona, there was a transformation that happened in the body of Christ, in the church, in, in our community and beyond. And because of that, because of the way God moved, because of the things that God did, because we focused our attention on him and asked him for more, we were changed. And we will never be the same again. Today, at 404, we'll begin 28 days of united prayer. As you pray, ask for the stars. Ask for the stars. Pray for revival. Ask God to do things that would absolutely blow our minds. He's able. I believe he's willing. I think, like the psalmist says, he's searching. He's looking. He's looking to see if there's anyone who understands. As the author of Second Chronicles 16 says, the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Let's be that church. Let's be those people whose hearts are his completely. Never the same again. Now let's pray. God, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us into relationship. Thank you that you're changing us and that we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. For offering today, uh, you can give through text message. Uh, you can also uh, download our app. encourage you to do that if you haven't done it already. It'll help you to keep up with uh, other things as well as it really e makes giving really easy. And then also you can write a check and mail it to our post office box, which is there on the screen. Uh, let me pray for our offering, and then uh, we'll see you this afternoon uh, on our social media at 404. Jesus, thank you for this offering. Thank you that you continue uh, to provide for us. We trust you. Uh, Lord, even when we can't see it, we know that your provision is there. And we trust you. We lean on you. You've, tell, you've told us in your word uh, 
to look at nature and to see how you provide for nature and to know that, that we are more valuable to you than birds and, and, and plants. We are more valuable to you. And how much more will you take care of us? And so we put our trust in you. We reject fear. We reject anxiety. And we say yes to your perfect peace. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayer needs or uh, requests today, you can text those also uh, to our number, 470-456-1749. We have teams uh, that love to pray for you, and they will pray for you. They will get back to you, communicate with you uh, if needed. Uh, but feel free uh, to send those text messages uh, and uh, just know that we're praying for you. Uh, we trust that you are praying for us as well. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Hopefully it won't be much longer uh, before we can gather. Uh, I'll see you hopefully this afternoon uh, at 4.04 and then again at Tuesday on noon, uh, on Tuesday at noon and Wednesday at 7. All right, y'all have a great day. Bless you.